Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back again. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you with episode number 95. My name is Brandon Olinger, and joined with me, as always, is the ever so lovable Ben the Law Watson. Oh, we got Mr. Inside Trip of the Week on the podcast this week, don't we, Bob, buddy? I mean, I don't know. The last episode could have been considered Mr. Inside Trip. You know what? They could fight about it. And as we heard, during this podcast, if Vincenzo thinks he's got a better inside trip than Dom, he's going to have to send it to him. And Dom will retweet it if he thinks it's better. That I don't is know. right. I that don't is know. right. All right. So, all right. We've already alluded to it. Um, again, keeping up with our theme that we've been doing lately, it's the post-D1 men's collegiate season post-NCAA championship. So that only means one thing. This is our time to catch up with some of these great athletes that we love to follow, bring you some of these interviews. We hope you enjoy them. And this week, we've got another one for you, or this episode. We've been dropping multiple per week. And it's none other than, as Ben said, Mr. Inside Trip of the Week. Dom Demas, who basically just inside tripped himself to a fourth place finish at the national championships. Dirty Dom Demas. So, we're going to bring you this interview. We really hope you enjoy it. Before we do, you know what we got to handle, that typical business. As I said, it's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. This would be episode number 95. Find us out there on Twitter at the Inside Trip one we got a Facebook page, The Inside Trip. we got that Instagram, The Inside Trip. And if you want to send us an email, please do so to TheInsideTrip1 at gmail.com. We've actually gotten some really nice emails lately, and I want to say thank you to the folks that have sent those. As for the podcast itself, you can find it at all your typical podcast locations, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Spreaker, all that good stuff. So go out there, find the podcast, subscribe to it, download it weekly, Give it a listen, and if you like what you hear, feel free to give us a rate and a review. We love it. All right, so with that said, enough of us two knuckleheads. Here is none other than Dominic Demas. Joining us on the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast is none other than Mr. Inside Trip himself, 2019 NCAA All-American at 141 pounds, Oklahoma University, Dom Demas. Dom, my man, how you doing? We're doing great. Another day. Another day, right? Yeah. You've had about a week to kind of decompress from the NCAA National Championships. How you how you recovering uh, physically and mentally? Oh, physically? So, um, like, the day after the tournament, I felt, like, great. Like, I, I told my coach and everyone, I was like, well, I can wrestle another tournament. Like, I'm feeling good. Then um, the very next day, like, that night, everything hit me like, all at once. I had, had a headache. My stomach was hurting. I felt sick, nauseous. And my body started cramping up. But um, I'm back to normal now. Back on the mat, rolling around a little bit. Already back on the mat, huh? Yeah. Hey, so... I've been doing a week. So, Dom. Dom Demas, 2019 NCAA Freshman All-American. How does that sound to you, my friend? Sounds good. Not what I really wanted, but um, it's still pretty good. So you said not what you really wanted. Give, give us a little glimpse of that. 
I mean, like, I want to be a, I want to be a four-time national champ. Like, I feel like most people do. Or I wouldn't say most people. A lot of people just want to be an All-American. But I, I always want to be the best, no matter what it is. Well, you know, I, I, I can get that. You know, and I understand that you didn't reach your goals this year. But being a freshman, we still thought that your performance at the NCAA tournament was amazing. Um, getting into a little bit about yourself, you're from Columbus, Ohio. You wrestled at Dublin Kaufman, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're actually um, we're we're both from Dayton, and we were able to watch you wrestle in high school a little bit. We actually both graduated from Kettering Fairmont High School, and you wrestled a guy. Okay. You wrestled a guy um, from Kettering Fairmont High School, I think, in the state semifinals your senior year, Nevin Snodgrass. Yes, Snodgrass. Yeah, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he, he's a he's a tough little he's a tough guy. You ended up getting the better of him, but uh, yeah, he's a tough dude. We like watching him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a while ago. I remember that though. Yeah, man. So it's a close match. Yeah, well, yeah, you ended up getting it done. So, um, tell us a little bit about how you kind of started to get uh, started wrestling. Um, so this is kind of funny story. I was um, I was a baby when I first like, when my dad first put me in. It. He put me in when I was like five years old, and I cried too much. Then he took me out, and he tried to put me in again when I was like about like seven, eight ish, and um, I cried again way too much. And then uh, he took me out. Then um, when I was 10 years old, um, this is one of my big brothers wrestling. He was, like, getting ready for stage. His season come to an end. And then I told my dad I want to wrestle again. He was like, it's like, now out of all times. But um, he ended up <laughs> letting me wrestle. And um, that just kind of stuck with it after that. I was um, inside tripping people like normal. And, <laughs> and um, then I just kind of – I really liked it a lot then. I wasn't really as much of a baby. I liked the grind. And I, like, worked really hard. I kind of sucked at first. Like, I think my first year when I went out for states, cause, like I'm joined like middle of season. I like didn't even place. I, yeah, I didn't place the first year. And um, first person I ever actually wrestled was a uh, Caleb Romero. If you guys, I'm sure you guys know who he is. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> back when we were the same size. But um, yeah. Then ever since then, I've just been really into it. I've been wrestling all stop, nonstop all year. So, so Dom, I mean you. You've had great success at, at all levels. I mean, I we know your history in high school. Um, you know, state champ. I think you were. Uh, you know, you placed all four years of high school. Um, you've been on, yeah. I think, four age level world teams. Um, two two cadet Greco, a junior Greco, and a junior freestyle as well. Um, and then obviously, you know, you come out here. You, you know, this is your redshirt freshman year for Oklahoma. You you have an amazing season. You you. you you end up taking fourth place at the NCAA's, you know, as a redshirt freshman, becoming the first All-American for Oklahoma University since I think 2016, when Ryan Milhoff and Cody Brewer did it. And this would also be, I believe, the first All-American under Lou Roselli as well. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, That's yeah, you've had a lot of success, but on top of that, you have a very, very uh, interesting or um, I don't know, Ben, what's the word I'm looking for? Wide open, crazy. Yeah, kind of like a just a very interesting style of wrestling. Um, where did you get that style from? It's it's our understanding that your your dad Lou was a big judo guy growing up. Is that right? Maybe a, a judo and Greco guy. Yeah. So um, my dad actually um, he's one of the main reasons why I'm like I got that style. And um, he was uh, he wrestled for the Marines. He was like a several time like five time All Marine wrestler. He's really good with well uh, and Greco Roman. That was his, his like forte. And um, he did a little bit of judo too, but he started both my, myself and my big brother in judo before we wrestled. Like um, I was doing doing judo like a little bit when I was like 
younger when I was five before I, I quit wrestling. And um, before he put me back, before I decided to wrestle again, I was doing judo before that for like maybe a, for like six months, maybe a year before I like got into like wrestling again. So I think that since I have like a different like fundamental base, that's really changed like my style too. But it's also like the mentality that I've grown up that I've like grown up with like um I grew up just kinda like I don't know, as a kid I watched too much Dragon Ball Z so I'm like I just wanna beat everyone, make a like a huge show show of it too and I just nice. wanna be like wide open, just be like one of the most exciting wrestlers out there like like I'll like my motto is always like just F it, just go for it. And um that's what I like. Like I'd rather I'd rather die as a hero than like win as some dude who like ran away and didn't really he strategically won by like one takedown or a ride or something like that. I'd rather, like no one remembers that. Like you can be a national champ that no one remembers. Or right. you can be the guy who all Americans everyone remembers because you put everyone in their head and you you fought. I mean, I I gotta be honest That's with what you, I man. Do. Yeah, and I again, Dom, I gotta be honest with you. Like watching your performance this year at the national tournament, and, and even before that, I'll say you know going into Big Twelves, the entire Big Twelve tournament, the national championships. Every match you wrestled in, with maybe the exception of your third and fourth place match against Ironman, because your guys' styles were so so contrasting that neither one of you really could could engage with each other. But you're, it was just so exciting to watch you wrestle. I don't know how many inside trips that we saw you hit that weekend, but it was more than I could count on probably two hands. And it was so much fun to watch, man. So much fun to watch. Yeah, it was it was a fun tournament too. I was um. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of surprised myself a little bit too. Um, I didn't think I'd get that many inside trips or that many takedowns in general. But I just I just kept going for them. They just kept working, so I just kept hitting them. I guess sometimes I was like dog tired. Like I was fighting like a whole entire match, and like there's like I'm in the third period or like the end of the second period. I'm like oh, I have to I have to get another one. I just have to keep going. Like how many can I get? Like I'm like making a competition. Even if I'm winning. I, I think one one of the matches, like my blood round match, had like eight takedowns. I was like, I just gotta keep scoring. Because if I keep scoring, I know I'm gonna win. Right. And I start, and I relax, and then, and then like you relax for a second. This is like something that a lot of people mistake with. They'll relax, and then um they'll get taken down. Now the guy that you're like beating the crap out gets 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 um he gets confidence. So even though you're the way better wrestlers, now that he has confidence, he thinks that he can take you down. Maybe he starts taking you down. Then then your mojo's gone and. You're not confident, and that's how matches turn a lot like that. So I just know that if I'm keep scoring, I can beat anyone. No, I, I mean, look, I'm I, just like on the offensive attack, and I oh yeah, I, and the results think? the results speak for themselves. You know, there were a lot of people that you know when we were talking to, to you know to other wrestling fans or wrestling media when you came into college, everybody knew about you from your high school days and from your days on the uh, you know the freestyle and Greco circuit. But a lot of people wondered if you had a style that translated to college wrestling um, and, and if it would translate to success. Well, obviously you've kind of, you, you've shown this year that one, yes, your style does translate and two, yes, you can translate it into success as well. But do you think that you have a, a style that, um, that the more times that guys get it, get to feel you out that you have to change things up after that? Or do you think you can continue to just, you know, throw this wild, I, I don't know, this, the, the kitchen, the kitchen sink at them for a lack of better terms and still continue to have success. I don't think that people are going to be able to get used to it. Like, they might be able to tighten up a little bit more, maybe feel it. Like, obviously, if you wrestle someone so many times, they're, they're going to get closer and closer matches. But, um, 
unless you you drastically change or get get something some new technique something like that. But I really don't think that too many people are really gonna be able to catch on to it because um, it's not just I'm not just going out there inside tripping people. Like even if I even if I did just only have one inside trip for one setup, it's so like I I can hit it so well that in a seven minute time span I'm gonna be able to get it on you at least once. And um, especially if you get tired or if you're gonna have to tie up with me once. But um, actually, I have been inside my like moves all like go well with each other like i can inside trick you from like 50 different positions but even if you like decide to just take that leg back now i have my slide by that side and then if you take that back then i can shoot to the other side or i can, I can duck anyone like i'm too quick for people to stop my duck unders and a, lo- a lot of my moves correlate like really well with each other and that's what really makes it so good like like there's one one of my matches in the that big 12 it might have been like my semis match where i hit like five different moves in a row like i ducked them then inside trip to throw by posted i crossed the other side and i ducked it and matt returned them like it's not just like it's, it's not just the inside trip like what people think it is no and i was just actually I, no it makes total sense i i was just about to ask how many different setups you have for that inside trip because it, it appears that it looks like it's kind of limitless and you you find it from pretty much anywhere um and, and and you do wrestle really fluidly, like your your inside trip matches your duck matches maybe an outside trip to. I mean, you're obviously a cadet guy as well, or excuse me, a Greco guy as well, and you can't use your feet there, so you know how to throw too. Um, it, it just mm-hmm. seems it just seems all to work. It seems to work well together, even if you know they're not all leg attacks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that's what that's um what I've been working on too. Is that the style you've always wrestled, or did you kind of start out as a, you know, a basic, you know, high crotch sweep single guy, or, or did you just when you started wrestling, you you always started with the big moves? Um, yeah, I always started with the big moves. Um, I I, I was wrestling for like a year before my dad even showed me what a sprawl was. So like, <laughs> I've I've never like um, I always started with the big <laughs> moves, and I didn't have like. A fun, fun, fundamental basic like people like most people have but that was more about me just finding a way like like he kind of did that so um, I knew how to wrestle when people got really deep on my legs so I knew how to defend like when they're like deep in I don't have that good of a stand so kudos to him for, the, for doing that I think that actually kind of helped me a lot he might have waited a little too long but <laughs> <laughs> I think it helped <laughs> so you actually um you know, obviously, you're a Columbus, Ohio guy. Uh, you know, a lot of success in Ohio in the state tournament. Um, uh, you verbally committed to wrestle for the University of Oklahoma before your senior season, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, obviously, yeah. um, I'm sure being in the Columbus area, uh, you know, you had a, you'd already developed a close relationship with Lou Roselli at the time. Um, was was there ever any doubt in your mind that you were gonna you know follow Lou to Oklahoma, or were you considering other schools as well? I mean, um, I was, I was, um, I wasn't really like set on just following Lucas. He was going to Oklahoma, but um, I didn't know that he really wanted me to come to Oklahoma with him. But once I got that call, um, I was pretty set on going there after that. And I really, I wanted my visit, and basically, I didn't commit on my visit, but I knew I was going to be there. I was like, this is the place I'm going to wrestle at. I feel like I can be great here. So he was really good at um, 
getting people to reach their full potential. Like he's like good, like motivating you and making you feel like confident in yourself and getting the right people around you. Like, like he's got like the best people around me for me. Like I got Frank Mar- Marinello, um, Anthony Colica, um, um, Dean Howe comes down too. And he, he really gets the right people. Now he's talked about maybe even bringing down some other guys around 65 kilos that I can wrestle with and he's a phenomenal coach like his technique is really good like he's not instead of like like a lot of coaches get down you just need a shot you want a shot here you get a shot here win the national title and only work on me with, with a shot but lose like Dom you need a shot you, you need some other things and he'll, he'll talk about that he's like but let's like make you good what you're doing and then expand on that so that he really like kept me in my style but just added on to which just like the perfect thing that any any coach could have done for me. So was there any, what other schools were looking at you besides um besides Oklahoma? Um I was I didn't have like a ton of schools. I remember um I was looking at NC State a little bit. Um my big brother was coaching at Old Dominion so I was looking there too and um but then after I think I went on two visits and um Luke called me up and then asked me to um I went on an official visit to Oklahoma. Then after that, I basically committed, like, the next week. A couple schools were, like, calling me up, and I was like, nah, I'm already set on Oklahoma. Your brother, Josh, wrestled for Ohio State, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, you committed to Oklahoma, which is basically a 1,000 miles from Columbus. Were you kind of concerned about the distance when you were determining that, hey, this is the place I want to be? Oh, I was like, finally, I'm getting out of this place. <laughs> 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 but then I'm out of this place. I'm like, wow, I miss my mom. <laughs> right. So I get, I get, I get pretty homesick now. I got a little brother who's six years old. And it's, oh, he's just now six years old. So I left him when he was like f- three and a half, four. And it sucks because every time I'm, every time I go back, he's grown a couple of inches, and he's like, he's like using different words, and he's, he's like getting better at socializing and stuff like that. He's like, he has all these his like little group of friends too, and he's like, he's become like an actual person. He's not just like a little baby who, like, put the square in the circle block, like. Does <laughs> <laughs> he wrestle? Um, yeah, he he wants to wrestle. He loves it. But, like, my dad doesn't want him to get burnt out. So my dad just, like, he'll take him to wrestling practice and let him play with his friends. But he doesn't really he's, – he's not strict on him at all. Like, he, like, plays around the whole time. He's got he's got a mean uh, headlock, though, and a nice arm throw. <laughs> That's not a surprise. Nice. Yeah, no, no <laughs> he, surprise there. Actually, He's actually starting off like how I how I was like he he'll kind of hit a shot, kind of not really, but like he's really good at like hand fighting like two on one kind of like arm drag. Like he can flow pretty well for like a little kid, but then he'll do little kid stuff and like roll to his back and <laughs> it's like wow this kid is great. <laughs> and then you're like oh I don't know what that is. <laughs> well I mean he's six. Come on, get, cut him some slack yeah. there. We're all reaching back we and rolling to our back at six. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Dom, I think one of the most fascinating things uh, that's been about following you is, you know, one, the, the, the total success that you had this year, but also when you combining that with the, 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 the year that you had last year in red shirt, I think last year in red shirt, you, you only wrestled about 11 or 12 matches. Um, I, I think your record was something like, uh, you know, eight and four, eight and five, something along those lines. You would know better than I do. But w- one, why did you wrestle in, in so few matches as a red shirt? And, and two, what, 
what did you do to, to, to be able to train, to be able to have that type of success that you had this year? Um, so, um, I didn't really wrestle, wrestle that many matches because, um, I want to be like self, self, self-dependent. Like once I graduate, I didn't really, I, I didn't want to have to ask my parents for, for money or anything like that. So I tried to go to the opens that are close by for, for me. Cause I know I can live on my own. I'd rather have my parents, younger siblings have more money for them. And, um, I don't, I don't really remember my record for sure. My redshirt year, I kind of tried to block that out. It was terrible. I was losing to like some guys that had, I had no business even really wrestling. <laughs> and um, I just, I think it's kind of confidence. Like I would show like glimpses of like hope. Like there was um, I went down to Michigan State and I took down this guy who's like a returning All American like three times in the first period. And then um, I couldn't get off bottom and. There's just like some other things that end up gassing, and I end up losing that match. But um, I really didn't. I think, I think the main thing was I didn't really have confidence. I didn't really get confidence until I started winning stuff. Like, I would, um, most people going from high school to college, the first like month, maybe a couple months, maybe even a whole year, um, they're just they they go through like this freshman slump where like everything's harder. Your body's not used to doing all, working out as hard hard every every single day day to day as like high school you can take breaks all the time and wrestle kids just really aren't that good but now everyone fights for like everything bottom's usually always hard for everyone when they as a freshman like that's a journey and um i think i think one of the biggest things is you just gotta you gotta get over that slump get your confidence back like your body's gonna acclimate pretty soon but you're still gonna think that you suck and i i thought i sucked all the way until like the u.s open when um I think it was um US Open quarterfinal. I I was um Flow did like a huge highlight thing on me. I was like, Wow, I'm actually really good and I ended up winning the US Open, made a world team that had all this I won the US Open, got a bunch of confidence. I was going to the finals thinking I was like, Wow, they're definitely gonna catch one of these inside trips, I'm not gonna win this. And then um <laughs> and I ended up winning the finals off like a arm throws, a bunch of other moves and then um I won the one world team trials. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, I'm probably just only like, I was kind of thinking like, what if I'm just a freestyle guy? I'm not that good. And then um, I lost at Michigan State and ended up, I had, I had um, I wrestled like my max matches that I lost in the quarters. And um, I ended up taking like defaulting for fourth or something like that. But I was like, and our team wasn't doing too well. And I just, I didn't have that confidence for like folk style. And it wasn't until, um, I know like the exact moment I was wrestling, um, Cal Shoop, he ended up taking fifth this year. Or no, he took um, seventh. I ended up wrestling him in, at NCAA too. But um, I was wrestling him. I got in this scramble that was like five, six matches. And I, I got in on the head and side single, lifted it up and took him down off that. And then I, I finally got the mojo back. I was like, that's how I usually wrestle. I went on to like beating him, taking him down like three, three, four more times. And then um, beating the rank guy in the finals. And then I finally, then I started blowing up, and I that I started getting all my confidence back, and I was, I was taking everyone down, I was throwing everyone, I was being all Americans, I was having the close matches with guys who were like really good, and then um, I really I really think it's a lot about confidence. Well, and that's and that's what I that's what I was wondering because I think if you look at your season from last year, you know, 
again, you you lost a lot of you lost some head scratchers, and it looked like it took you a little while to adjust to college wrestling. But then you did have a good off season. But you kind of stormed out the gate this year. You beat Shoop, like you said. You beat Nate Limix. You beat Sam Turner. I mean, so it it sounds like your early success kind of breeded confidence for the rest of the season. Yeah, it did for sure. I even um, there's a, there's a time in the middle of the season where I, I kind of lost a lot of my confidence too. I went on like a a three match losing streak, and I I was like, wow, I lost it. I thought it was terrible, but then um, I don't know. I I, I was calling up my dad, and my dad was like really like he was being really inspiring to me he's like Dom read the book of Job like cause I thought everything was like going terrible in my life and I don't know if you know like the book of Job where Job um has all this stuff and then God takes all like all this stuff he kind of like makes like a a bet with the devil that Job will, will stay faithful and then he, he saved and then um while like all this stuff is going terrible he loses his whole family all these terrible things are happening to him he stayed faithful and then um his life, he ended up getting everything back, and his life was amazing. But that kind of inspired me. And my dad told me, he's like, you've done this before in high school. You've lost a few matches, and you kind of go down like a slump. But he's like, just know that you, you'll get tired of losing, and you're not made to lose. You're going to end up winning everything. And then that kind of like, I was like, you're right. And I got really tired of losing. I got really sick of losing. And I just started going out there. I'm like, it doesn't really matter. I'm ranked like 18th at the time. So I started trying to fight people like fighting through every single position i was just i really got all my confidence back again i got i got tired of losing i'm not supposed to lose this isn't me yeah you know it's really interesting to hear you talk about that dom you know and it's funny one of the sayings i've heard people kick around in, in sports and in life in general is is when you when you when you finally get to the point to where you're just you know sick and tired of losing then you'll be successful and one of the things that we wanted to talk to you about, and you brought this up a little bit, was that, you know, you did suffer a rough stretch, you know, in the middle of the season, the end of January, beginning of February, where you actually lost four matches in a row. And it, it's not like you lost to to guys that you shouldn't have lost to or, you know, that, where it would be considered questionable that you lost to these guys with the exception of maybe one. I mean, you lost to um, Sidarian Perry, who was an All-American the year before. Um, followed up by Ian Parker, then Josh Albert, and then maybe a little bit of a head-scratcher with Ryan Pomrenica from, from Lehigh. Um, but it, regardless of whether you should or shouldn't have lost to those guys, it was a rough format stretch for you. And one of the things that ben, ben and I were curious about was, how do you overcome that? How do you overcome that type of stretch so late in the season to then essentially catch fire for your remaining duels and then the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament? Because it was very apparent to us watching you on TV at the Big 12 championships and then watching you live in Pittsburgh at the NCAA championships that you were wrestling with a a newfound confidence, for lack of better words. I mean, you were wrestling with such great confidence that allowed you to go out there and dominate some really, really good opponents. And And it's very interesting to get your take on that. You know, aside from what your dad kind of talked you through to get you through that rough stretch, how did your coaches, how did Coach Roselli help you get through that four-match losing stretch there at the end of January? Um, I think just right at that time, that's when um they brought in Frank. And Frank really helped me because Frank trains like a maniac. Cause that dude is, he's tough. Like, he trains so freaking hard. And it was, like, really, like, inspiring to, like, see Frank train. So I'm like, wow, that's how you're supposed to do it. And he kind of, like, led by example. And um, Coach Roselli and all the other coaches were, like, like, instead of being like, you suck, or 
that kid was terrible or you shouldn't be losing these matches. Like, hey, Dom, it happens. It's too bad. You'll, we, know, we know you're good enough where you can All-American. You, you, you can be you're, – you're a threat to win, to win the title. Just You just need to get that back. And then um, they sat down and worked on some stuff technically with me and um, told me about, like, like stories. About, like, Hunter would tell me, like, stories about, like, some guys that went through the slopes and came out of nowhere and came back and won. Or um, I think Lou was talking about how um, – Nathan Tomasello was ranked QC, like, or ranked, like, 12th in the country, something like that, his freshman year. Then he won Big 12, Big 10, and then won national. So, like, they just kind of, like, kept me inspired, and, like, it, they kind of helped me with that confidence, too. I think a lot of it, though, was that I just, I just hate losing. I just don't think I should lose. Like, that's just not what I do. It's, it sounds like my you, mama didn't, oh, go ahead. You're, you said your mom, mama, mama didn't raise it. Yeah, she didn't raise no loser. And my, she didn't make me to lose. Like and my, just my family name. Like I gotta have pride in that too. Right. Does your brother Josh get to watch you wrestle at all? Um, it's hard for him too. Um, because my family lives so far away. But um, he came down to NCAs, and that was the only thing he was able to watch me for. Well, that's still was, awesome that he gets to watch you wrestle there. Yeah, it was pretty cool seeing him again. We um we actually got in an argument before NCAA before um NCAA during that match when I was losing. He was like getting on me down. He's like, "Wow!" Oh. He's like making fun of me and stuff like that. I was I was so pissed off at him. Oh, and, um, he was making fun we, of you. Like, he was making fun of me, so I started making fun of him. And then yeah, and then I was like, "Wow!" Uh, I was really mad about that, so I just started ignoring him. It might have helped me a little bit. I'm not, I'm never gonna admit that, but um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Dom. Do me a favor. Um, next year at Thanksgiving at the Thanksgiving family dinner, just put that medal around your neck. All right, and take a picture. Oh, for I'm us. bringing the trophy. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> Any argument we get, he starts talking trash. I'm just I'm just gonna pull it up, put it on the table. Oh, oh that's oh, dirty, man. Because I, I remember he made the blood round one year, and man, against Brian, Brian Murphy. Murphy. And he he had that yeah. he had that match won, but unfortunately didn't win it. We were rooting for him, yeah, but but hey, you got that you you got that all American status. Hey, it sounds like to me you have a lot of kind of like internal monologues in your head with regards to um, kind of your confidence level. Is it something that you struggled with early on, and that maybe you're still struggling with with confidence, or have you kind of turned the corner and you feel a little better about it now? I mean, like, I think the thing is, sometimes I just kind of, I kind of like, forget about it. Like, you're like, you're like, like, you start winning. Like, if you're winning so much, you just don't really think about it as much. You're just like, oh, I'm just winning. Like, I'm good. And sometimes you stop, you stop training as hard, and then you start losing. Then you start getting slumped. You're like, you got like these voices, like, oh, like, oh, maybe I'm not good anymore. People are catching on to my moves. Maybe I'm, I am just a one trick pony. And then eventually, like, if I, like, I lost enough where I'm like. All right, forget this. I'm not supposed to do this. This, this sucks. I'm not gonna live my life like this. I started training super hard, and I started um getting all my confidence back. I was just like, I'd rather. Sometimes I try to try to hide myself up a little bit too. I'm just like, when I lose, I'm gonna make a show. So like, I know that makes me wrestle because I I'll I'll say it's like um like in the middle of my match, sometimes like before I before I hit an inside trip or go for like a duck under and start like a, an action, like I'll um think um if god's with me then who could be against me and i'll hit an inside trip where i'm like god rewards the bull i hit, hit an inside trip um like i'll say the same prayers like 
before going on the match, everything I've had. And I do a lot of that stuff to like kind of maybe keep my confidence up. I don't think like a confidence issue is like really a thing for me. If anything, maybe I'm a little overconfident. Like there's no one I can't inside trip. Cal <laughs> <laughs> Snyder? No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, so um, I think I don't think it's like that big. Of, I think it's probably one of the things that helped me to, helps me the most in my confidence. Well, that's good. I mean, it, it, it shows that you wrestle with a lot of confidence. As I said, you know, your entire postseason this year, you could tell that you were wrestling with, with such great confidence, and obviously the results spoke for themselves. Um, you know, you, you opened up with a couple of uh, – you opened up with, with a dominating win over your first-round opponent, uh, a, a fellow Ohio guy, Mitch Moore from Virginia Tech. Um, and then in the second round, you know, you had a rematch with a guy, Kanan Store, that beat you previously earlier, you know, in the season at the Cliff Keen Las Vegas invite. I think he beat you five to three. And this one, you know, Kanan's pretty defensive. You know, he, he holds position very well. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it took a last, you know, a last second inside trip from you to get the takedown to win that match. Talk to us about yeah, that yeah. a little bit. And uh, what that did, you know, how you prepared for that match and kind of what that match did for you going into your next match with Yanni Diakamahalas. Oh, Ken and I were uh, pretty good friends, like, in high school and stuff like that. We were, like, teams together. It's, like, it's always kind of hard to, like, wrestle people like that. Like, Yanni and I were, were pretty good friends before this, too. Like, uh, we're both Greek boys who are, who are um, more more East, and we used to talk about that stuff all the time. We thought it was cool. And, um, but, um... Canton Stores match was tough because um, I had to win to loss. I knew this is like a really big match. I had to win too to make it the, into the quarters. And um, I remember the first time we wrestled, he um he caught he caught me posting with my um, right arm. And he high crossed me like twice, maybe three times. Took me down off the same thing though. And um, I just knew I had to be careful with that and um, just keep keep staying offense and attacking. And he was tough. He's probably one of my hardest matches at Vegas. Just, cause, just because I had a Avenger loss. Like, most other people I'd, I hadn't wrestled before, I didn't have any of this, like, previous experience with. But Ken, I had a, I had that, that that experience. And um, I got him with, like, the last – I think I, I started inside trip with, like, five seconds, finally took him down with, like, two two seconds left on the clock. And that was that – was that was a tough one. That was That was a battle, man. And then you, and then yeah. you know, after that match, you get the number one seed, Yanni Diakamahalas, in the quarterfinals. Have you ever wrestled Yanni before, or had you ever wrestled him before? Uh, we wrestled around in, in high school. Like we would go up to like Mitch Clark camps and stuff. And um, I wrestled him at the U.S. Open like a few, like a while ago, like a few years back. And he beat he um, I think he took me down and lay, laced me a couple of times. He took I think he took me down like twice and laced me, something like that. He was so, so that match was I think like five to one. What was he able to do in particular to stop your offense? It was just he has the weirdest like body or something. I don't know what it is. Like like I um I I hit a slide by on him. I would have taken down like anyone else probably in the world. Had dead right and like I even looked at the video because like there are pictures and like it looks like I have the takedown for sure. Like I would I was gonna get the takedown for sure. But um, when he he like put his his arm back, like so far back, like he's like so like weirdly flexible or something like that. I had like absolutely no handle on it. He like rolled to his back, and I just kind of I didn't have that. thing. he scrambled out of it, and then he got an- another takedown at the end of the series. The takedowns at the end of the series really got me, and um, they're both off my attack. 
like I, I feel like I was shutting him down really good off of his offense. Like anytime he'd get to the leg, I would like force a bad shot, and he's just he's super long, so it's hard to like have a short offense on him. But um, it was the takedowns at the end. Like he got another one where I ducked him, and then he started scrambling, and I started scrambling, and we're on the edge of the mat, and then he takes it down with like two seconds left. So how do you adjust? That, that how do you tough. adjust to beat him next time? Because that dude, I mean, it seems like. He's just almost impossible to take down. Yeah, no one's impossible to take down. Even I can be taken down, obviously. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, I just gotta maybe maybe watch some film on him, see like how he scrambles and stuff like that. Once once I catch on to that, I can I feel like I have a a way better chance. That dude works hard. He's good. Like he's really good. He's a really good wrestler. And um. Um, I just gotta maybe adjust just some things with how um how I wrestle with him. Like if I catch him on his back, I I gotta think my hips because I had him on his back for a second, but he scrambled out. I gotta just um right. I remember that. I gotta be better at finishing finishing with the scrambles. Yeah, and I mean especially against a guy like that who you know Yanni in his own right is a great scrambler. You know, so Dom, after you lost that match against Yanni, you dropped down to the blood round. You know, it's this is your first time at not only at the NCAA tournament, it's your first time wrestling in the blood round. Um, you're going up against Matt Finley from Utah Valley. You know, sometimes, you know, guys that have been in that position before might carry a lot of stress or maybe even seniors who have never been on the podium. What was your mental state like going into that match and how did you prepare for that blood round match? Uh, I was like, this dude's a grown man. Right before um, <laughs> I was getting ready to go. <laughs> I was getting ready to go to the um, the hotel or um, the venue from our hotel, and he's on the elevator with us. And he stops on the floor right before um the lobby floor. Uh-huh. I see him get off the elevator, pick up his like two year old son or something like that, kiss his wife on the forehead, and then the elevator door is closed. I'm like, there's no way that's him. You're like, <laughs> I'm wrestling a grown a man. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, that he was pretty big too, and um, that just that just kind of got got my my stuff going on early in the match i just kept attacking over and over and over again and i kind of i didn't really give him a give him a break i think that's what really helped me i just kept going for everything and that was kind of a match like i think people wrestle the blood round match like super tight and they're like really scared to like like be offensive and stuff like that you always have like a lot of close blood round matches because there's so much stuff rolling on the line right i was like the exact opposite i was like I'm going for everything that I have a chance to. I was scoring like every second. Like I was gonna take down like, I just kept. I was offensively attacking like every single second. Like, like there are times I was like, "Wow, I'm tired, but I got I gotta go for this." It's a trip. Like, <laughs> like I was just going for everything. That, yeah, it looked like you got into a rhythm that match, and I mean, you really put it to him and Matt Finley. Um, so after you got that All American status. You then had to face two pretty much red-hot wrestlers, one in Shoop, who you'd beaten earlier in the year, and the other one in Nick Lee, who really, I mean, a lot of people thought was a title contender this year. Did you have a game plan for either guy, or, um, you know, did you just kind of go in with the same with the same, the same mindset? I have the same game plan for everyone. Just attack. Just ask and keep going forward. So, <laughs> Put on the show. That's, that's my game plan for literally everyone. Super <laughs> good. I mean, like, I guess Super actually, I kind of did have a game plan because I've wrestled him twice before. He's like the best in the country in our weight class at top. I just, and um, 
I like planned it in my in my head. I was gonna take him down twice. I was gonna win. I was gonna win the coin toss in the second period. Defer it to him. He's gonna choose top. Then I was gonna escape really quick and like time the whistle up, stand up and escape. And I was gonna take him down maybe two more times then, and I was probably gonna take him down one time in the third period. And I think that might have I might have been short of one takedown, but that's pretty much how it went. Um, I mean, you had, don't. You had that one planned out, didn't you? Yeah, I had it like really. <laughs> I was like. This is how it's gonna happen, and then um, it happened pretty. It was almost, almost spot on with like how everything happened. But um, yeah, I respect that dude's top game. Like that dude was really good on top. I was like, I knew I had to, I had to time the whistle and stand up, and use all my talent and um, stand up, stand up and not mess around on bottom at all. Like I feel like I'm really good on bottom where I can out grapple people, but that's yeah. the dude that you can't really take risks on. Like that's kind of what messed me up against Ironman. I didn't really take any rest on bottom. I just kind of, I tried to take, take the safe ways up, just stands up and stuff like that. But I should have grappled with him on bottom, tried to try switch him and reverse him to his back. Put could, him in a bad position. Yeah, yeah, with all the judo and jiu-jitsu like I did younger, I could, I'm pretty good at those positions. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Shoup is gnarly on top though, man. So the fact that you were able to get out on him is like, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And then um, right after him, I had, um, I had Nick Lee. Well, actually, go before I wrestled Kyle Shoup, I didn't know I took off my shoes and everything because it was my first year there, so I thought I was done for the night. And then my coach was like, "Don, where are you going? <laughs> you got to like, wrestle oh, again. I'm tired. <laughs> like, no, you got one back. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're joking. And I like, looked it up and stuff like that. And I was like, you guys got me. But um, wrestling Nick Lee, I was like, wow, this dude is really good. He's supposed to take third here, and um. Right. He beat, he beat the kid. He beat me earlier, and um, people were talking about how he's gonna, how he he should win stuff like that. And I was like, uh, I got nothing to lose here, so I might as well just wrestle him hard. And um, that's exactly what I did. And I just, I remember um, I got my first inside trip. And I hear Kyle in the corner like, "All right, you felt it." I was like, "Dang it!" <laughs> <laughs> when Coach Kale's like saying, "You felt it," you you're thinking he's got a plan for it now. Yeah, then it, it comes from Cal Sanders and just made it like ten times more like intimidating. I was like, "Right." Well, I took him down, and then, but then after that, just I don't know. I kind of like I don't even remember like most of the takedowns. Like most of my matches, I don't remember takedowns or specific specific moments. I just kind of I just kind of wrestle, and I'm done with it. I'm like, "Wow, that was tough." I remember it was hard, but I don't really remember what I did. But um, that's kind of what happened. Like in the rest of the matches, I just know I just kept attacking the whole time. Like I attacked. I attacked more in that match than I did like most of my matches, and also um, I made weight like an hour before, so like it was also like I didn't. It was kind of tougher. Like I didn't have as much time to warm up or recover. Right. I was like, I was like tired going into the third period. Like, I was so tired because I just kept offensively going for every single thing, and he was tired too. But um, and he's got a good pace. I mean, Nick Lee is generally known for yeah. having a really good pace. But I got to tell you, man, if you can't remember that match, Dom, let's see. You threw the kitchen sink, the bathroom sink, the tub, the toilet. You basically threw the whole house at him. Um, it, that was a, an extremely exciting match to watch. But real quick, let me just back you up just a second. You know, so you, you win the match in the blood round over Matt Finley from Utah Valley. What did Coach Roselli say to you, you know, after that match? You know, you just became his first All-American in his tenure as the head coach at Oklahoma University. You know, there's been a, a lot of times, you know, 
and I don't know how much you pay attention to this stuff. I try not to pay attention to it, but you know, people on message boards or in the media or just fans in general start to question, you know, coach Roselli, is he the right guy for the job at Oklahoma? And, and what a lot of people tell these people is, Hey, give him a chance to get his recruits in there, get them trained and get the, them competing. Well, you're one of his first recruits and you just, you know, took fourth in the country. So what did coach Roselli say to you, if anything, after that match? Um, I don't remember. I don't really remember. I don't think he said like too much. Um, I remember winning it, and uh, Coach Roselli said that his first all American, the first all American here, we're gonna get a big fat head. So I was thinking about that. On the wall, and I was like, well, I wonder what picture they're gonna use. Probably gonna do me dirty or something. You said a big you know? fat head. One of those yeah. fat head pictures. Yeah. <laughs> big fat head. Fat, yeah, dude, fat it, it should be one of you inside tripping somebody, picture. man. It should be one of you inside tripping yeah, somebody. That'd be dope. But then, um, after that, I look up, and my brother, my brother is somehow, like, the front row, like, down on the bottom, like, I saw him, he's like, yeah, Dom, and I was like, wow, how did he get down there? And Roselli's like, <laughs> he's, like, high-fiving me and stuff like that, I'm like, I didn't win it, why are you guys happy? And then, um, I don't know, I was still, I was still pretty upset that I was in the Conties. I just feel like I shouldn't, be, I'm not a Conti wrestler, like, I, I, that's just my mentality, and then, um, and then um, I took off my shoes and I was ready to go home and take a nap or go to sleep. And um, I figured I found out I had to wrestle another one. Against <laughs> Kyle Shoop, who's just a freaking animal on top. Yeah. Jesus, man. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. So, so Coach Rizal, I mean, that's a big deal, though. I mean, I think that's a big deal for any coach. First, You're his first All-American as a head coach from, you know, his first recruiting class. Um, you know, I think that's awesome. And, you know, I know you're not a Conti wrestler, but – you're telling me, you, you, dude, you should be proud of finishing fourth in the country as a redshirt freshman in a bracket this stacked. At least that's my opinion. I'm sure Brandon probably feels the same. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Dom. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead. I guess I'm, I'm kind of proud. Like, I don't know. I just, it just makes me think like how how much better I could have been though. Like, if things would have gone if I would have done something like a little different and won that won that match in the quarters, and I could. I, just, I don't look at, like, how good I did. I look at how much better I could have done. Well, you know, I mean, I think right. I, I think you and, and, and the majority of wrestlers that wrestled in that tournament could probably, you know, sit there and dwell on those types of thoughts. But, you know, at the end of the day, you were, you know, you were one of the, you know, the, the few guys that was able to come out and actually stand on that podium at the end of the tournament. So my question to you now is how do you, how do you take your success this year even though it's not a surprise to you, it's not a surprise to us, the people here in Ohio and such like that. But how do you take that that success this year and turn the corner to make an even bigger jump next year? Especially when in your weight class next year, you're going to have Yanni coming back. You're going to have Jaden Ironman coming back, Nick Lee coming back. You're going to have a lot of really good guys at that weight coming back where, you know, you're going to be in a battle. So how do you, how do you turn that corner and make that next jump? I mean, um, I don't really think about the people. Just one match at a time. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, John can tear his ACL again or something. Or Jaden Iron, I heard he might be taking an Olympic red shirt. And you don't know who's going up, who's going down, who's going to get hurt, who's going to drop out of college, who's going to knock it, who's going to become a dad or stuff like that. And it's in wrestling. And you don't know what's going on. Like, or something bad happens in, like, the family. Or, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So I don't really think about next year like that. I just think about what I can improve with myself. And, like, throughout NCAAs, I was, like, keeping, like, a running list of, like, things I need to work on. Like, 
a second attempt off my slide by or obviously getting a shot or or after Ironman I need to work on getting better off the bottom and stuff like that. Like I just want to better myself and I'm not gonna worry I'm not I worry about myself, not about the man across the match, nameless, faceless people. Did you say that you don't know who may become a dad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if I became a dad. That'd be a lot harder to win, win a national title. You are right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you might have dad strength. We're like, like, you know, what do you think about potentially next year with people coming back? You're like, I don't know. This dude might tear his ACL. This dude might become a dad. So I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That might be the best answer we've ever gotten to a question, Dom. Like, like, like I can't said, stop laughing. He said it might be hard for Yanni to win four national titles if he's a dad. <laughs> I love it. But, I don't know. Yanni, Yanni would put a twist to it and like and change it to his benefit and like have dad strength now or something like that. Right. right. <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. Hey, speak, speaking of that, man. Uh, you know, we're kind of getting down to the end of this. Um, just kind of a couple questions. Um, what, what's, what are your plans for the summer? Freestyle Greco. We know, you know, you've been wrestling all this stuff for a while. So uh, what's, what are your summer plans? You know me. I love to compete. I'm going to try to do everything. <laughs> trying to make a team? Freestyle. Um, I'm going to try making every team, except for women. They don't let me do that. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about... I don't know about Greco. I might be, I might just be, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm retired from Greco. That makes me sound old and I don't, I can't say for sure, but, um. You becoming like a dad soon? Excuse me? I said, are you becoming a dad soon, retiring from Greco? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. But you're going to wrestle though I, a little um, bit, huh? I'm I'm a wrestle a lot. I'm a go to the open, do whatever I can. Probably U23, unless um unless Lou for some reason that tells me I shouldn't. He if he tells me I shouldn't do something or I should do it, I'm a I'm a trust his word. I'm a do it or not do it. But um, I got a lot of respect for that man. He's really good at what he does. But I'm gonna try to wrestle as much as I can. All right, that makes like a lot. Support. Yeah, I mean, obviously that 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 that's evident and speaks for itself. Um, you've always had a lot of success, you know, out of season with the other styles. All right, so let's wrap this up a little bit here. Um, you know, you had the fortune of battling pretty much all of the top guys in your weight class this year. In fact, I think you battled all of them. Um, who would you say was the toughest guy that you wrestled this year? And and, and maybe expand a little bit why that was. That's tough. A lot of guys had a bunch of different tough things, like like different aspects. Like Joey McKenna was like toughest because he was like strong, probably the strongest guy I wrestled this year. And Yanni was like the toughest because like he's just hard to he's just so funky and hard to score on. It's just um that's hard that's hard to say. I don't even know where I'd where I, who I would who I would say it's probably between those two. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so. You know, Ben was doing a little research on you, and he found out that you uh you actually have this hidden talent. Like you're like some great Greek dancing uh, god, right? Like you do all. I knew what you got to say after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So talk yeah. to us about these this this Greek dancing skills you seem to have. I it's probably not what you think it is. Um, so, um, my dad's Greek and my mom's black, obviously. But um, <laughs> um, gr- growing up, um, I like, grew up in, in like Greek church, and I was like the youth president for, like, 
two terms and like vice president and I was always like really involved in like being Greek and like the church and stuff like that. And my dad kinda like would make me do this stuff too, but I like I like doing it also. But um when it came to working for the Greek festival, my dad's like, You're gonna help out with the church. I don't care, you're gonna hurt. I don't care what you wanna do or if your friends are hanging out, you're gonna be there and helping the church. I'm like, Okay and he's like and um he <laughs> he made me Greek down when I was younger and like every, everyone like most little kids Greek dance and young and the parents put it put make them Greek dance through like these cute little suits and stuff like that and they just do it for pictures. But then um as a little kid you don't really care because all your all your friends Yanni and Nico and Pondos are all doing and like this cool. But then um once you grow up you you, you start to learn that it's not really that cool to wear a skirt <laughs> and hold hands with guys. And um <laughs> I tried to quit almost every year. And then my dad's like all right, it's either you dance, you dance, you dance like ten minutes every day, or you're, or um, or not ten minutes. There's like maybe half an hour, but like different sessions. Like there's between like three or four sessions, or you can flip pita bread in the hot sun all day. Oh, I'm like all right, strap on the skirt. I'm Greek dancing. I'm Greek dancing hard. <laughs> he said, put put a skirt yeah. on me. I'm dancing. <laughs> I danced my butt off. <laughs> I was kicking. I don't even know where I was kicking. I was just kicking, <laughs> and um, I was actually I was actually really good because I have the same mentality with wrestling. If I'm gonna do anything, I'm gonna be the best at it. I'll like watch YouTube videos. I tried so hard with it actually. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, all the, oh, all, go all ahead. All the yayas at the church loved it, and they're like, "Oh, this little black street kid who's been dead." <laughs> they loved me, and um, I kept it a secret from like everyone because I was embarrassed of it. And only like a few of my like really close friends, like some of my friends that were Greek, knew about it. And then um, my coach told his news interviewer that I did it. And then he was like made made a huge deal about it. Then actually did like an interview about it. And then it was like on like the local news. And then my teachers were playing in homeroom and stuff like that. And it was I saw was that news there. story today. <laughs> That's how I found out about it. I watched the news story. <laughs> uh-huh. I got to see you do it. Hey, so I think we're going to wrap this up, man. We've held you on for a little longer than we said we would, but we appreciate the time. But I got one final question for you, all right? It's uh, it's Vincenzo Joseph. It's Dayton Fix. It's Cade Brock. It's Dom Demas. Who got the best inside trip in the game right now in the NCAA? Oh, I'm obviously going to say myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I agree with you, but, you know, I wanted to hear it. Yeah, I have to say myself, like, I think that I have the best inside trip it's ever been, like, ever. Like, I just think that I, I'm really confident my inside trip. I think that I can work on just, just like, anyone. I will tell you, Dom, um, I, I, I don't think I will ever forget this year. You inside tripping Cade Brock to his back. He bridges up. Gets off of his back and you in try trip him right back to his back again. <laughs> that might go down as my all time favorite sequences. And that it, that that is that was kind of rude of you. You know that, right? I mean, you did him dirty. I was thinking when he when he braced off his back, I was like, "This is the nicest back arch I've ever seen." <laughs> he like somehow braced over top of me. Like I was like, "This dude's an athlete." And then I was like, wow, there's another inside trip. There's no way this is working right up, right a second time right in a row. But I might as well go for it. And then it worked. I was like, no way. <laughs> well, it definitely then, um, worked. I got the pin. It was, it was crazy. I had a lot of haters. People were saying that I'm never going to beat him again or stuff like that. You know, you always have those people. 
Well, I, when you have haters, that means you're doing something right, my man. Yeah, you're right. All right, bud. Hey, Dom, listen, uh, thanks again for joining us. We apologize for keeping you on a little longer than what we originally no anticipated, problem. but it's been great talking to you. Um, it was absolutely phenomenal and a lot of fun watching your run the last uh, the last month of the season, you know, the postseason. Congratulations on your fourth-place finish, and you know what? We look forward to watching you battle battle again next year, man. All right, you got any uh, any last words you'd like to throw out there? Um, uh, nothing really, um, Anyone that's watching this, if you get inside trip that I think is better than mine, tag me in the post and I'll I'll repost it. <laughs> I'll give you credit. All right. That, um, that's it. All right, there you go. Well, hey Dom, thanks again. We appreciated having you on. And like we always say, guys, don't wind up on your back, bro.